Welcome to Journey Partners. I'm Mark Connolly. And I'm Tonya Gajuso. This podcast is for those of you who are curious for change, want more happiness in your life, and want out of your self-sabotage cycle. We want to share our stories with you so that you see you're not alone in your struggles. By chance, Mark and I met years ago. We became close friends, and before we knew it, we created a safe space for each other. And that's what we want to do for you. Because for all of us, when we feel that we're in a safe space, that's when we can explore what's the root of our struggles, and that can lead to overcoming obstacles. So get ready to step into our safe space where you'll find so many ways to grow into your true self. And become the best version of you. Welcome to episode two of Journey Partners with Mark and Tonya. The ego has landed. And today we are going to talk about the ego. And we know that this topic can span onto many different areas, but really what we want to focus on today is who do you think you are? <laughs> Indeed. And that's, that's a tough one to answer. So we looked at the dictionary for this one, the dictionary definition of ego. Um, and they say it's a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. And so we just broke it down into what you believe your idea of self is. So tell us, what defines you? Is it your job? Is it the amount of money you make? Is it your social media image? Religion? Do you define yourself by your handbags and shoes, <laughs> your body image, politics, or your family? Because what we have found is that your ego keeps you stuck in the illusion of belonging and makes you think it's safe versus really holding you prisoner in your life. Ego is inherited conditioning, can keeps your identity wrapped in external validation. And this is when the ego is bad. But that doesn't mean that the ego can't be good either. I think we need to say that the ego can be a good thing. It can be a great motivator. And I have, I suppose it's an equation or a formula that um, ego plus self-awareness plus self-confidence is a recipe for success. However, if ego is solely, you know, if it's, if it's solely your identity, if you're only based on external validation, at some point you're going to crash. And that's no success. Yeah, I love that form and I love how it's just very easy to just see how one is beneficial and the other one is detrimental. Oh, that's so true. And actually, that's going to be a major component of this podcast, isn't it? The inner self versus the outer self. And um, I've got a little uh, tidbit for you. Yeah. Um, when my clients come to me for an aromatherapy Reiki session and, and they go through all seven of the seven door journeys, you know, they'll turn to me and they'll say, oh my God, mm. you're a fabulous healer. You've healed me. And of course, my ego likes the stroking. I like to hear that, but really... I haven't. I've facilitated their healing, but my ego wants the validation. <laughs> and that's the whole illusion of the ego that we're talking about today is if you're plugged into the external, happiness is always uh, a, a further destination and something that other people have to give to you. Yeah, and they I, define it for you. Absolutely. And that's what we want to kind of make conscious today and also realizing that it's not all about the self-importance. And so... 
Mr. Connolly, we'd love for you to share a story today of uh, having your identity wrapped up in something external that you would like to share with us today. Oh, Mr. Self-Importance uh-huh. over here. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had about 20 years of... Uh, seriously coasting on my self-importance with my very glamorous job at Condé Nast Traveller. The way I look at it is uh, I was the James Bond of um, fashion magazines, you know, with uh, luxury travel and the jet set lifestyle and whatever. That was a club I was proud to belong to. I wanted in on that one. And I was in many ways lucky enough to belong to it. But um like any major club, what you forget is that there are also many levels to that that I wasn't always privy yep. to. And when it was taken away, boy, did that plummet me right back down to earth. Yeah. And then I remember that being a story that you had shared with the job and how it was like a really big pain point for you when that all came crashing down. Yeah, why does nobody tell you when you're going on any journey of self-transformation or realization that there is or are going to be major pain points? I mean, you start off by following your fear, right? Episode one, mm-hmm. <laughs> which leads you to the pain, which I really had to face. And the pain of losing my luxury jet set job of 20 years was painful. But what was worse and what had me practically howling at the moon was the realization that I thought that that was my identity. That job was me. And spending a few months without it, without its privileges, um, and certainly without the people in that industry giving me my validation... Oh, I, I was like a wounded animal yeah. because the real, of course, that job was not me. But I spent 20 years thinking that it was. And it was a brutal realization, but one that led me to change my life, to stop hanging on by the Lee press on nails, yeah. <laughs> give it all up, admit that there was more to me than that job. Yeah, kind of sounds like the ego death. And I think that that's something that we could tend to avoid. And it's like what you had said, we get so wrapped up in the identity that we stay in something to avoid the pain, but actually that's what allows for the transformation to come through. And I remember so much of you sharing, I loved it when you shared your stories of Condé Nast and how glamorous and fabulous it was. And I just felt like I got a little glimpse into this um, exclusive world. But what I loved most is what you shared with me is the you didn't realize this till after you left your job that actually you were always running away every time you traveled because you didn't want to look at who you were and who was your most authentic self. It was the perfect job for escapism, for self-escapism. I landed the job of self-avoidance. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't know it at the time, but I was skillfully jet-setting around the world, um, avoiding myself at, at whatever cost. I didn't have time to sit down and meditate on my life and who I was. And I didn't care. I didn't give a fuck about who my most exactly. authentic self was. I really didn't. Yeah. Until um, everything was taken away. And I chose to look yep. into this. I made the decision to look at who I really was, because it would have been really easy and some serious pain avoidance not to go there. 
but you answered the call. And we all have the choice to either avoid or to answer the call. And you made the choice to then change your life. And so that's the beauty of the ego death is that there's an opportunity for rebirth. And I know for me, I have a similar I wasn't working for Condé Nast magazine, but I did have my own ego death in which mine was really wrapped up in being like a mother and a wife. And here I was, I was about 35 years old. And Wait, so it wasn't that long ago? No, not at all. Okay. Not that long ago, but I'm living in the city. I have a boyfriend and everything's going great. We're living in an apartment in the city and I have my job and everything is fantastic. Everything is going the way that I want to till it's not. And me and my boyfriend break up. And so no more closer to being a mother, no more closer to being a wife. And once those two things fell down, so did the rest of the dominoes where I realized with my business, I really wasn't happy doing the bookkeeping. So I canceled all my clients. And when me and my boyfriend broke up, I moved back home with my parents. So it was a complete ego death, no boyfriend, no kids, no clients, living at home with my parents at 35 years old. And all I could think of is I failed. I failed as a woman. And so my ego was so wrapped up in this, as a woman, if you're not married, if you don't have children, failing. And so I just remember how my world just crashed down. And I thought I've dealt with this ego part and not dealing with it. And so it was my identity being wrapped up in these things. And when at 35, it didn't happen, I was crushed. It's how you describe your story of just feeling like the low of the low, like loser. Well, was that not a cultural thing for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm first generation Italian. And so the culture is very much so identity identity of the woman being the homemaker and married and all of that. And at 35, you're already a freaking spinster. So yeah, there's a lot of that. And to boot, after all of that happened, I felt like I needed a win. So I did decide to go to Italy to just take some time to regroup and like really take stock of what it is that I want. And I thought I'm going to have this beautiful like eat, eat, pray, love experience. <laughs> and as I get there, the first thing my family is just checking in on the questions you get. Oh, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. So you married? No. Yeah, I'll see there. You Any kids? No. What are you doing for work? No idea. I have no clients right now. Where do you live? Oh, I live at home with your parents. They're like, oh. And just realizing like when you talk to people, everything they ask you is external. Everything. And it was killer that I had to redefine how I describe myself. And so what I started to do was like, I'm doing great. And I realized I'm a loving woman. I'm a fierce woman. I'm someone who's going to figure it out. Oh, do you know what you're doing? No, I don't. But I know I do stuff with money. I find I organize people's finances. I love doing this line of work. I love systems. And I just started to describe myself and I really started to have to plug into who am I internally. But when they were asking me those questions, that fucking hurt. <laughs> well, that was, surely it was almost end of conversation right there. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's when you realize how much the ego plays a role in even just conversation. I'm telling you what, though, it took going back to your roots to make that happen, for you to flip the switch yeah. on external versus internal. And I, I think that's a really great lesson that so many people listening yeah. can identify with, that that failing as a woman. Yeah. That's harsh. It's a big one, and age has a lot to play into it. But you know, I also know that you have a little bit of your story, because even though Condé Nast X'd you, 
Um, you were a glutton for punishment, so oh, you Oh, why did you have to go there? <laughs> uh, okay, you brought it up. Yeah, a few months um, after I'd left Condé Nast, uh, the shows in Europe, fashion shows were coming back round again. So I went to Paris, you know, which is a city in the shows I'd been going to for over 25 years. I had great relationships with all of the designers and the PRs, and I went back to sign up for all the shows... Talk about being persona non grata. I mean, really, I was bludgeoned by my irrelevance. No one gave a flying fuck who I was because I wasn't with a magazine. So I didn't matter. And talk about rubbing your own face in the shit. Well, that's what I did. Yeah, and that's why I just wanted to bring it up because part of what I really want to highlight with the ego is also just how the ego keeps us in our comfort zone to avoid the pain. And yet pain is actually the motivator to have us start to change the things that aren't working for us anymore. And the acronym that I love with pain is pay attention inward now. Ooh, I quite like that one. It's a goodie. And then that's really what it is. And it's like inward now. So are you plugged into the external world or you plugged into the internal world. And so that's where we really feel like that's the difference between ego and what we want to now talk about is, what's the difference between ego and confidence? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so what do you think it is? Um, I think it's exactly that. I think ego has us plugged into the external thing, like we said, your job, money, all of these things that are external circumstances Versus confidence has you being plugged in to your own sense of self of how I related with the Italy story that I had to now say, like, I am a loving woman. I am a phoenix who always figures out when something goes wrong, I'm going to recreate my reality the way that I want it. And so it's not putting the external on it, but really just starting to point out who I am, my way of being and all of that that goes it and like, fuck it. I don't need anybody to validate me. I validate me. Wow. I'm going to have to write notes on that one. Um, can I ask you a question about what it is that you do? When, when clients come to see you to fix their money problems, how much is ego involved? The whole time. Always. Oh, shit. Ego has always <laughs> evolved. It's actually the first thing that I do with people is like, so I'm thinking of ego as inherited conditioning, right? Mm -hmm. And it's their beliefs. And the first thing I have to do is strip away people's old beliefs about money so that it could just be a separate topic. And it's what I do. It's called like your, your money history and doing that. But like to your point, it is the very first thing I do is right. removing that conditioning away from what it is. Wow. And I could see that that's the same thing that would happen to you as when you have people coming to you for healing, that how much does ego play into that? Yeah, e ego plays in a lot, although you wouldn't think so in the beginning because people will say, oh, I'm here for stress or anxiety, which are probably the most common reasons why people come to see me um, to get their balance back. And um, once you've had a cup of tea and <laughs> sat down and really talked, when we get to the heart of, of the issue that is causing that stress and that anxiety, it's nearly all what we call, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, yep. maintaining yep. Um, an impression of being the perfect, you know, yummy mummy or career mother or maintaining their life as an influencer and, and being validated by their likes or being the ideal bitch boss banker 
or whatever yep. it is, there's tremendous struggle with with keeping that up and wanting to belong to that very exclusive club, whichever one it is, and relying on external validation. And all I do, session by session, is bring them from the external down into themselves and into the internal. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between ego and confidence. And so today, what we want to do for you and your mission is to identify where in your life do you find yourself seeking external validation? We want you to ask yourself, If, and once you find that one thing, if you were to strip that one thing away, who are you? And really getting honest with yourself and who that it is. And so what we're going to do for you today is for the next three minutes, we're going to give you an opportunity to go within and Mark is going to lead you on this journey. Thank you so much for staying with us. And now I would like you to sit up straight with a straight spine. And this time I'd like you to put your feet firmly on the ground. Get yourself comfortable and put your hands gently resting, palms up on your knees. And just take three deep inhales and exhales. Inhale through the nose and loud exhale through the mouth. And relax a little bit more with each breath. Inhale and exhale, and one final inhale, and loud exhale through the mouth. And now continue your regular inhale, exhale breathing, nice and relaxed, but still with the straight spine. And imagine that coming through your crown is a beautiful golden white light. And you are using your breath to help guide that light through the crown and take it down through the back of the neck to the base of the skull, using the breath to guide that wonderful light, lighting up the whole of your skull. And now continuing with the breath, you're guiding that light down the spine and lighting up the spine one vertebrae at a time. And keep inhaling and exhaling while guiding that light gently down the spine. And as you're lighting up the spine, you're lighting up your whole body. And with another deep inhale and exhale, you're guiding that light to the base of the spine. And just sit there for a moment, feeling the whole body lit up. And with another inhale, you're guiding that light down through the hips and down through the thighs, through the knees and down through the calves to the feet. And now the whole body is lit up and glowing. And now take a deep inhale, hold the breath and shoot that light into the floor. And imagine that that light is now changing to the most beautiful, rich, ruby red. And that light is spreading into the floor like branches, like the roots of trees. And they're spreading all through the ground. 
and now sit with that glowing red light in the deep roots in the ground and feel grounded and connected and still. And now repeat after me. Who am I? I am safe. I am secure. I am grounded. I belong. I am my own tribe. And now take another deep inhale. And I want you to suck up that red light from the roots back up to the feet and take that light up the calves to the knees and up through the thighs and the hips to the base of the spine. And keep breathing, keep taking deep inhales and exhales as you guide the red light up the spine to the base of the neck. And take the red light from the base of the skull to the crown. And with another deep inhale and loud exhale, shoot the red light up into the sky. And you are now safe and connected to above and below. Take a deep inhale and exhale and relax the hands and open the eyes. Mm. And you're back in the room. Thank you, Mark. Loved how you grounded us with the roots and just really got us centered in ourselves. Always magnificently done. And please join us for our next episode where we're going to talk about spiritual report cards. Uh-oh. That's a tough one. Namaste, bitches. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey Partners, where we hope that our stories and conversations are helping you on your own journey of growth. And leading to a life of joy. I'm Mark Connolly, and if you'd like to learn more about me and my work, you can go to my website, markconnollyalchemy.com, and follow me on Instagram at Mark Reiki. And I'm Tonya Gajuso. And if you'd like to learn more about me and the work that I do, you can go to my website, tonyag.com and follow me on Instagram at tonya.g1. Peace out, partners. And see you next episode.